all those things that you're afraid of when you practice doing things you're afraid of. It gives you much more courage to do other things that you're afraid of, which are often the things that are the most important to do in the first place. It's like writing them down takes the power away from them. Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane, founder of High Fiving Dollars. And I'm Garrett Philbin, the founder of Be Awesome Not Broke. As money coaches, we want to give you a space to explore your relationship with money. The guilt, the stress, exhilaration, and fear. No topic is taboo. In this episode, we chat with Ryan Hildenbrandt, founder of Viral Message Lab, a company that helps writers craft their message for TED Talks. Ryan shares a simple method he uses to achieve big goals, financially and in other areas in his life. We chat about what makes up his weekly review and why the simple process can give you more confidence and permission to go after big, scary goals. We also talk about what you can do if you feel bad about maintaining this weekly habit and what you can do to simply get started. To find resources we shared in this episode, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. Welcome, Ryan, to Beyond the Dollar. We are so excited to have you here. Hey, it's a pleasure. Hello, hello. Karen's just like fist pumping. In the, oh, man, you guys should definitely do that. Yeah, it's, the a, video. it's too bad this is a podcast and not a not a video right. because you would have got <laughs> me like fist pumping uh, Jersey, Jersey Shore style. But no, we're really excited to have you on and thanks for taking the time. Hey, it's my pleasure. If um, any of you are first time listeners, welcome. We always appreciate it if you would consider subscribing. And just an interesting story about how Ryan connected with us. Actually, we had posted a link to what actually what we're going to talk about today on one of our show notes. And then he decided to email us and say, hey, thank you so much for mentioning it. Can I come on the podcast? And we said, heck yes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome because I'd mentioned a resource that I'd uh, found on the interwebs that Ryan had created. And yeah, how cool. This is why 2018 is just, I, I guess this isn't only for 2018, but hey, the internet is the greatest. Just connecting people for, uh, who are in Ukraine right now and in the States and uh, just being able to be of service and a value um, across the world. That sounded so cheesy, but you know what? I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> it was super cheesy. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's my it's my pleasure. I, uh, I appreciate that you guys found the article that I wrote and found it useful. And hopefully we can dig into some more detail because I'm sure people listening will be curious about it as well. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about, about the mindset you know, how to shift your mindset with money. And I think Garrett and I really agree with this, that once you do have the mindset, then you can focus on more of the practical side of money. And your your list, or sorry, your weekly habit is, I think, a really great idea. And, you know, you've spoken a lot on ideas and ideas worth spreading. So in terms of money, how can someone figure out if an idea that they have or that they wrote down is really worth exploring? And I'm going to follow that up and actually say, Ryan, how about you share also in that what the weekly habit thing is yeah. that we're talking about? Because I think if I share it, I'll probably give like a 38% um, accurate response on what it is. So let's have you share what that is. And then you can come back to that question just so people are like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll um, I'll give some context. I, I've been into personal development and reading books and blog posts and things for a long time. 
so right when I finished university, I was trying a lot of this stuff. Like I was trying getting things done and I was reading a bunch of books on stuff you should do and kind of trying to be Tim Ferriss eventually. And I, I think I got to a point where I felt like I was reading a bunch of stuff and I had a bunch of stuff racing around in my head, but I wasn't exactly sure if I was making progress and it felt like I needed something to pull everything together and, and not just sprint for a while for a couple weeks and make a bunch of progress on a particular goal for my fitness or my career, but, but something to, yeah, just like generally improve things over the long term slowly. And I, I somehow stumbled upon the idea that, you know, rather than doing a, like an annual review and setting kind of new year's resolutions, I would, I would just bring it down to the week level. And instead of making this big grand plan for next week that nobody could accomplish, I would just try to do like a few things to move my life towards my goals, both my, you know, my fitness and my career and my relationships and my mindset and whatever. But then at the same time, celebrate what I like, or just sort of review and, and reflect on what had already happened. And I called it a weekly review because that's sort of the term that made the most sense to me. And I've changed the format a little bit uh, or, or a few times over the last while. I've been doing this for almost nine years. And when I, when I look back on the, the progress I've made as a result of it, I, I just like, that's what keeps me going is I'm like, I'm so ex- excited about where my life has turned out so far. I'm 32 now, and I don't think even five years ago or a few years ago, I could have predicted where my life has, has ended up. So I think it's, it's ultimately looking back over the last eight and a half, almost nine years now, I think it's, it's helped me make really, really slow progress, but really, really steady progress. And and kind of move like move like everything up at the same time. So it's helped me feel less panicked and stressed about am I making progress like is this working and still actually make a lot of progress. Awesome. So what kind of questions do you ask yourself on these weekly reviews? Right. Well, so it it started out me thinking or me actually so writing down, what did I learn this week? Who did I meet this week that's, you know, I should keep in touch with? What, uh, how did my relationships improve this week? How did my fitness improve this week? Uh, did I do like five runs this week? And I found that, well, like my, my intention with that was to make sure I was, I was, I was kind of holistically making progress, but I found that it was sometimes discouraging because there'd be some weeks where I would make a lot of career progress and some weeks where I would like, I'd be in a holiday, so I wouldn't make any and, I was hanging out with existing friends, so I didn't meet anybody new. And I'm a bit of an introvert too, so that was like hard. That one in particular was hard for me. Uh, now, what I do is I generally focus on two main things. One is what are the things I'm really happy about last week, and that that helps me. And it's not even like a gratitude practice. I it's like a reminder of all the progress that I've made, right? So it keeps you going on these kind of long journeys. And, and then the second part is, what are some things I want to do next week some, some, to improve my life? And, and that's in general. So I don't, I don't make it specific like, okay, I have to do a relationship one, and I have to do a fitness one, and I have to do a career one, and I have to do a 
a social skills one. It's just whatever I can think of is okay. There's no, there's no way to like fail a weekly review. Uh, sometimes I do it on a Saturday. I used to do it always on a Saturday when I was, um, working full time. And now like sometimes it's Saturday, sometimes it's Tuesday, (laughs) sometimes it's Wednesday. Um, but I, I, I've tried to keep it as flexible as possible. There's some other questions that I've, I've added in that have been helpful ways to think about the future. So sometimes I'll, I'll like when I'm thinking about what do I want to do next week, I'll think about, is there anything that I'm afraid of or like that I'm, I'm hesitating on. So sometimes that's like, Oh, I met this girl and I, I wonder if she's into me and I'm not sure. Oh, I should, I notice I'm like hesitating on that. So I should ask her out. Right. Sometimes it's, you know, I've really been thinking about raising my price for a, a product and it makes me a bit nervous to do that. But I, I know like eventually I'll, I'll probably do it anyway. So that's like a little, a little thing I could do. And so these, or a way of thinking about like that you're afraid of something is they're often things that are the most important things to do anyway. Uh, another one I think about in terms of like things I want to do in the future is like, what do I want to happen? You know, sometimes there's, there's a situation where you're like, you know, I just wish this person would email me or I'm about to go on a business trip. This happened. Actually, I was, uh, doing some European travel for my old employer. And I would think, you know, what I really want to do is stay an extra few days and travel around on my own. Like that's what I want to happen. And when I had to write that down, it, it made me almost like have to go ask for it. So it made me more assertive. And there was like more cool stuff that I got to do too, because I was getting my own way, <laughs> getting my own way with things. So, so yeah, like to summarize, that's, that's the, the two main buckets that I look at is what's happened in the past and, and like, what do I want to do next? And when you reached out to us, you mentioned this work in relation to your finances and how it's also helped you see progress there with the podcast being beyond the dollar. I think it's both important to highlight things outside of solely money. So you were talking about other goals um, in terms of career and relationships that this is helpful with, but it'd be interesting to hear your experience and how this has helped you both mindset wise and around what you've been able to accomplish financially and to see it from that lens as well. Right. Well, so I, I have an online business now. I started when I started this process, I was working full time. I had just graduated. I was uh, right at a university. So making kind of beginner engineering salary. And so this process has helped me do things like, you know, have the mindset and the like the uh, the courage, I suppose, to negotiate my salary. It helped me actually negotiate a, a relocation package to the UK. I moved from Canada to the UK when I uh, when 2013. So that was a, like a very kind of so, like solid financial benefit, but also uh, a non-financial benefit because I got to live in a different country. That's pretty cool. It's definitely helped me grow my online business and started up from, from nothing. I, uh, I started it kind of with a Google doc in 2015, just brainstorming things. And I mean, I honestly don't think that I would have kept going <laughs> honest, like kept raising prices and coming up with new ways to position things and trying new things had I not had this. So it's, you, you end up getting a lot of financial benefits, but I, I think like, I think what you guys have alluded to is that the two are tied together. Like you, I could give you like a bajillion dollars right now 
But if you don't have the mindset to back it up, like you're going to lose it all, right? It's not going to feel good. But if you if you kind of build that slowly by trying things and asking for a raise and you you get progress in like little little spurts, right? If you're willing to keep going, looking back 10 years later, you realize, oh, wow, this is, you know, this has worked. What I really like in that is that it's not like this is a document that's going to say like, well, I made necessarily this much money this time and I need to make sure I balance my budget next week. And it it isn't as much necessarily from what I heard around like here are the extremely tangible things, although you I guess you could say I'm going to have financial goals that I'm going to focus on every week or at least see how I'm doing in these financial areas, but that you invert just by writing things down every week of what is important to you and getting those down on paper, then a lot of those things that you wanted were asking for a relocation package or asking for a raise. And like you said, indirect financial impact of this um, was that you were able to get clarity around what's important to you in life and what you want to be doing. And then you just figured out a way to make that work, which then also I was about to say sprinkled down. I think it's trickled down, but we could say sprinkled is a new thing. And I'll make it rain <laughs> with my hands here for the people who can't see me on video. Um, but yeah, just it not necessarily being the foremost purpose of this document, but like a really important benefit as a result of tracking and being able to shift your mindset and see your progress over time. Like the financial benefits will just happen as a result of it, which is Sarah, what you were talking about in the beginning, right? Mindset first, and then other things will follow later. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it sounds super cliche and it sounds like, ugh, here's just people in a podcast saying that my mindset <laughs> is important and blah, blah, blah. But I want a million dollars next weekend. And if I, if, if I follow this three-step blueprint that some guys, you know, selling online for $49.99, then he says, I'm going to get it. So I'm going to do that instead. And like, screw your mindset thing. I'll do this later. But it's totally true, right? I mean, sure, the, the money money is important, right? But there's lots of benefits that are like, don't result in more money in your bank account, but could have done a hot swap for that. So like a relocation, I got like this uh, relocation package. And that meant that I got to expense like new kitchen knives and a new sofa and a new coffee table and like all this cool stuff. And I don't know, I'm, I don't know if I'm materialistic or not. Maybe I actually am, but that, that could have been paid out of my bank account. And so I got the benefits of being wealthier without having to necessarily aim at that directly. But again, it all, it all comes from like this state of having the courage to ask for what you want and the awareness that this is what you want. And years and years and years of saying, you know, I want to improve my negotiation skills. So maybe I'll do that. Or, you know, I, I think I should do, could do better at this project at work so that five years down the line, it leads to this financial or non-financial benefit. So absolutely. I mean, it all ties together. Yeah. What I love, I think you had mentioned about writing about something that you're hesitating about or that scares you. And I really love that because I think a lot of our listeners and, and a lot of people I know in real life are too scared to even admit that they're scared of things. And so they just leave their hopes and dreams and goals in the back burner. And so it, it's almost like if you write those down, it's giving you permission, like you said, to go ahead and do those things, like to say yes to that opportunity, or maybe they're scared of asking for a raise and they write that down and somehow that gave them permission to do it. It totally does. It totally does. I, uh, I have to give credit to this guy named Mark Devine. He's a... Uh, I think he's a Navy SEAL trainer. And I I saw a a video interview with him 
was a guy named Ramit, Ramit Sethi did an interview with Mark Devine. And at the end of this interview, they they organized like a mental toughness training week. It was like a free online thing. And there was one exercise. The exercise for one of the days of the week was to go two hours with complete silence. So you're only allowed to journal. You can exercise, you can do the dishes, but you can't read things or listen to music or watch TV or anything like that. So there's no consumption, only just being with your thoughts effectively, right? And I wrote down some journaling questions for myself for this time. And one of the questions was, what am I afraid of? And oh man, it was super interesting because you have nothing else to do, right? You have two hours of just silence. So you can either stare at a page or you can write something down because writing something down is better than being completely bored. And so I wrote down things like, you know, I'm afraid to raise my prices because I don't want people to think that I'm uh, greedy or like, who is this guy? Like, well, he can't, he's not smart enough to charge that much money. Like, what is he thinking? I wrote, I wrote down that I, I didn't want to dress nicely or like wear little fancier clothes than my friends because I didn't want them to feel like out of place. You know, there was like, I don't want to hit on women in front of my friends because I didn't want them to feel like, I was that douchey dude who I knew very well from like high school and I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be more authentic and like I wanted to be like look easy but not look like I was trying at all. And in reflecting on those things, it takes the power away from it. Like when you admit to yourself, like I don't want to wear like a blazer when all of my friends are just wearing t-shirt and jeans because I don't want them to feel like I'm you know, too cool for school or something. It, it makes it sound a little bit ridiculous, like when you admit that to yourself. And so it gives you the, it, it like makes it achievable to actually just do it. But then all those things that you're afraid of when you practice doing things you're afraid of, it gives you much more courage to do other things that you're afraid of, which are often the things that are the most important to do in the first place. So I totally, I mean, I totally agree that it's like writing them down takes the power away from them. But there, but there is something like there's a reason why I have to write down the weekly review because I think it's it's that, right? It's that like when it's written down, it's not just in the back of your head and you think, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Okay, next thing. It's it's a it's a real like pause point in your day. And then you get to go back later. Like a lot of things that I I really love doing is going back a year later and looking at all my weekly reviews and summarizing the coolest parts of the year that I forgot had happened often and thinking I had a really good year, like really good. And then, so you're in a better mood anyways, and you just keep doing the same things. That's cool. I have an exercise I, I make people do call um, where they have to think of 52 awesome things that has happened to them in the year or that they, that they do. And it freaks people out because it's so difficult for them. But yeah. that's pretty much what you're saying. So I could easily give you a thousand awesome things because I have them written down already. But like, I think that's the thing is like people's years are actually like your day is amazing. And every day together, like if you just if you just take the time and that's what like you saw my app with a goofy logo. That's what the <laughs> app is supposed to help you do, right, is to like think about the things that are amazing about it every day. And sometimes it's something huge. Like, you know, hey, like I got engaged today or I ran a marathon or I started a business. And sometimes it's, you know, I like had a really good cup of coffee 
or like I sent a text to my friend or my mom. But that's still really good. Like celebrate those things because over the course of a year, that means your relationship with your mom is like a hundred times better. Like that's a really good thing, right? You should celebrate that. And it means that you get really good caffeine, which man, like, I don't know if you guys like coffee, but like that, that's some power juice right there that you can get some stuff done. No, I I think it just, it's, it's a shame because a lot of people that you do that exercise with Sarah, like they just forget. They don't re and then once they start writing it down, then they realize like, oh yeah, I actually had a really good year. But think of how easy that exercise would be if they just wrote down like every week, a couple things that were great about that week. I feel that self-worth is such a big thing for people. It can be imposter syndrome when you're starting your own business or when you're running your own business. We talk about that a lot on the podcast is the lack of self-worth. And I, what I love about this exercise that you do is the confidence with which you said, oh yeah, I could think of a thousand things. And it wasn't from a douchey and overconfident place. It was from a place of truly knowing it and saying, look, I can literally go back and just see all of these and I have them readily available. It's like when you know, working with clients, it's really nice to go back and look at testimonials and say, wait, what did I actually accomplish? What did I help people get? And that can be a really powerful thing to have on hand so that you just remember in moments of weakness or when your day's super shitty, just to be like, right, I am making a difference. I am making an impact on people's lives. So I love having that readily available to you and just saying like, yep, I got a thousand things that I know I've done, whether gotten engaged to having the most delightful cup of coffee on the face of this earth that may seem like, you know, there's a big difference between them, but they all count and they were all appreciated in the moment. So I'm just giving like mad snaps over here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. And it, it sounds like, so I'm, okay, I'll, okay. And actually this is, this is context. I have an engineering background and when people post those like vague inspirational quotes online, like I, I hate them. There's a part of my soul that like dies, but this is truly like this. So this is not that I hate that stuff. This is just like a reflection. It's very real. These are not things you make up. And then the other thing too, that that's nice that I've noticed. And I think this is kind of an accidental thing is that as you practice noticing the things that you did in the past that were little victories, you notice opportunities in the future as they're happening to create them going forward. So I've noticed that my like my number of wins for the week or the year or whatever have like I there I've definitely definitely gone up. And I think it's because in the moment I think to myself I've noticed myself thinking this all the time. In the moment I think to myself, this is kind of uncomfortable or kind of weird. But once I do this, whether it works or not, I get to write it down as a thing I tried this week. And isn't that going to be cool? And that's led to some really like interesting moments, right? So there's this moment where like I catch myself and I go, I notice I'm afraid of this right now. Like in this moment, I am fearful that if I go and talk to her and I'm not engaged, right? So like <laughs> for context, if <laughs> good, good, is, point, good disclaimer right looking, there. Looking for a traveler with commitment issues. No, um, uh, so, so I'll notice myself thinking if I said yes to this opportunity or if I did this right now, it would, it would, this is making me uncomfortable in this moment. This is terrible. But like what gets me over that is like, ooh, but I get to write it down later as a, as a victory from trying it. So I, I like going forward, it's helped me kind of edit my life going forward so that I can have a good weekly review. 
hey, you know what? Whatever works <laughs> is what I say. If if it sounds like it's like you're turning it almost into a game, it's like how many points can I get for my um, victory tally? I guess you can say, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, and I think it's it's nice to have something like you know, like there's I have goals and things like any regular person and, and initiatives I'm working on, right? But it's nice to have like something like like a fabric or an operating system that fits between them to make sure that I don't drop the ball and like hang out with my mom and my health. I mean, some of the things I've written down over the last like month are like, hey, I went to the barber and said, hey, you can cut my hair however you like. I tried a new uh, hair product. I got a pink t-shirt at H&M. Like I've never bought a pink t-shirt before. Hey, got, got a thing, <laughs> right? Talk to my sister. So it's nice to have something that fits in, in between all the, all the kind of quote unquote goals to make sure that everything else is coming together. You asked yourself like a very general set of questions, which is great. For our listeners, are there any specific financial related questions that they could ask themselves in the weekly review? So, so I mean, specifically what I do is it's, yeah, like how is the last week going? And I, I don't break it down by category. And then what do I want to do next week? But then I do, I do reflect on individual, some like key areas of life. So I think, I think financially, or whenever you think about things like this, what I generally think of is how can I keep this habit going for the next 20 years? So that means your financial goals and situation are going to change in the next 20 years. You might find yourself working a great paying job or a poor paying job or no job at all. Or you might do like a little mini retirement or you might be working for yourself and your maybe your income fluctuates. So I would I would think about that. I would make it easy to answer. So there's always the answer isn't like, no, I fail. I'm a terrible person. And like my financial life is in ruins. I mean, you could, you could think about something general, like I reflect on my, I reflect on my business, like the health of my business. And I I suppose that includes the financial health of my business. You could just think about like, what are some financial wins next week? If you, if you wanted to, to break the financial part out from, out from the rest of it. I know that you have some different projects. So you have a, a section for projects, right? Where you're talking about business and you're talking about specific areas of your life. And for example, if someone is very clear, like, oh, I want to be paying down debt or I want to get out of credit card debt. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to save for this specific goal. Then maybe they have a specific section like under projects of here's how I'm making progress towards that goal right now. And then once that's done, they can either remove the financial kind of project um, temporarily until another one comes up. So that could also be another way because I completely agree like what we've talked about just by virtue of doing this practice that then things will shift in their life mindset and otherwise that will make them more financially successful or using money in a way that makes them happier. And that could be a way to just help them use this tool to focus on finance, a specific financial thing that they're working toward in the moment. Yeah. So that that's a great that's a great tip. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, and if, again, you're a regular listener, you know that money and life always intertwine. <laughs> so we can't separate the two. <laughs> can't separate them. Nope, cannot, not going to do it. Not nope, possible. Nope, not happening. So this one's question's kind of more for me. Uh, what happens if you sort of fall off the weekly habit or go on? I don't remember now. Fall off, let's say, the weekly habit uh, bandwagon. What can you do to get back on? So I'll start by saying that if you define it as happens every week on the same day at roughly the same time. Probably every week I fall off in the sense that 
I I need a calendar. Remi- I still to this day, like eight years, eight nine years later, I still have a recurring calendar event in Google Calendar, and it sends me an email that says, "Do your weekly review." And I think I I still definitely need that that re- that re- uh, that email reminder. But then the other thing too is a lot of times. So so I initially kind of planned for it to be Saturday, but honestly probably 30, 40% of the weeks, it doesn't happen on Saturday, it happens Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. I would think about it less as like, I must get this number of wins to be successful or run exactly four times. If I don't run exactly four times and I'm off the bandwagon, or if I don't save exactly $100 a week, then I've failed my financial goals. I would think about it as I did my weekly review whether it was Wednesday or Saturday, you did it. Like you are successful. I think that's one of the, that's one of the ways that I've been able to keep it going. Cause that's, I mean, let's face it. Like I, I, right now I'm traveling and like things happen on Saturday. There's sometimes there's fun things happening. I just want to do right. Or I'm on a plane or I'm sick or something else happens. So that's why I feel okay still doing it on another day of the week. And I don't, I don't think to myself like, Oh, I failed. If it's Tuesday, it's like, Oh, it's, I'm doing my weekly review. So I think I think it's those two things, right? It's keeping the email reminder, uh, not a notification because people dismiss notifications, an email reminder, being okay that it's not Saturday or whatever day that you choose, and, and then having open-ended questions. So not having a question that's like, did you save exactly $100 and you say no every time? Or like, what are exactly three potential multimillionaires that I'm met this week and did I follow up with them 17 times and add value? Because that's an easy question to be like, no, I'm so bad. Um, but just generally, like, what are the what are the best things that happened this week? Like, what am I really happy with? And sometimes that's, I sent my mom a text and sometimes that's, I I made my first sale with my online business. Sometimes I started reading a book. So, so celebrating success, however you define it, and like having the broadest possible range for success rather than feeling like you must measure up to some benchmark to to be on the bandwagon. So I almost like, maybe I could generalize that, that very long-winded answer by saying like, you haven't ever like gone off the bandwagon or or failed unless you just totally stopped doing it for weeks on end. Even then you, you're still, you could still say you're on the bandwagon because guess what? Like most people only do New Year's resolutions and you're doing it like most weeks. Isn't that great? You're still way more on the bandwagon than you used to be. Is it easy for you to remember all the good things that happened that week after a whole week has gone by? Or I guess you have that app, right, that you created. Yeah. Do you find it more helpful for people to keep track, kind of have a place where they can put down some daily wins and just have easy access to that? Because I know my brain, sometimes I look back and I'm like, what did I even do this past week? So a way for people to feel like they can keep track of that better. Yeah. So I used to actually just use a, like a piece of paper. I'd have a piece of paper on my kitchen table and I would just jot down some notes of like what were the best things that happened today. And then at the end of the week, I would summarize all the wins in that week. And and now that I'm, as I'm traveling, that's, that was the biggest reason for developing the app actually is the notebook just failed miserably when I was traveling. So yeah, now I have an app that sends me a notification at the end of the day, if there's nothing there and, uh, and then I can scroll back over the last week and, and remind myself. Like one thing I've realized though is the daily thing, like I would keep that as lightweight as possible. 
for me, I, you know, had been doing the weekly reviews thing for like, let's say six years before I even started doing the daily thing. And yeah, to answer your question, I had definitely sometimes struggled with remembering things from the week. The daily thing has definitely helped, but where people tend to just give up on on this is having a daily review or check-in thing that's just way too tedious. Like, it's like, what are the 13 things you're grateful for? And how is your dog most impacted your life? What was the weather like? What's a phrase of the day that's inspirational to you? And like all these things, and it just becomes this like, ugh, this annoying process. It literally, mine was like a piece of paper. And I actually ended up doing like, I had some other stuff on there too. I had like, what are the meals I want to eat today? And what are some, what are three tasks I want to get done? That was like my daily plan for my business actually. But the, the kind of the daily wins was just, a free hand on a piece of paper. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll make sure to link to the um, blog post. And what is the name of your app for anybody who wants to download it? Unfortunately, it's not on um, Apple right now. Yeah. For if you <laughs> uh, crazy Android people, uh, it's called Daily Whoop, W-H-O-O-P. And you'll see this goofy looking smiley face that I, I drew myself. I'm, I'm sure you'd be shocked. So yeah, it's called Daily Whoop. Whoop as in like, whoop, you know, like the hoorah kind yes. of cheer. <laughs> and it's a really simple app that I, you know, I learned how to do in a hostel in Thailand. So don't uh, don't expect it to be the next Twitter or something. But it is a useful way of recording all the all your wins for the day. And it's kind of a goofy little goofy little app that I think will make you happier. I've tried it for a few days and it, I love it. So great job on that. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you very and much. You're welcome. And where else can people find you? Well, so I have a website, ryanhildebrandt.com. And my last name is super hard to spell. I should have got be- better parents, I think. Um, but uh, <laughs> with better better branding. And if anybody out there, so I, my online business, I help people that want to speak at uh, top events like TEDx. I, I started a TEDx events in 2015. And so now I help people that have a lot of knowledge in their field, um, but they're not exactly sure how to make a great talk out of it that they're really proud of that's going to impact an audience. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. And that's viralmessagelab.com. You could find a ton of tips and strategies for how you can pitch events and how you can take what you know in it. I don't do speaker, speaker training, but I, I help people craft the actual message itself based on more or less product development techniques. If anybody out there is into that kind of thing, you can look me up there. And I would love to hear, like if you start doing a weekly review, I would be pumped to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me feel better, right? I get like a little hope hit of dopamine. Like, hey, I'm impacting the world. So I would love to hear from you. Like, please, please let me know. That would make me really happy. Okay, cool. We'll make sure to link to all of his websites, even his poorly branded last name. Yeah, <laughs> in I mean, our my, show notes. <laughs> I don't know what my parents were thinking. Like, I, I could have had, I could have had Smith or Jones or <laughs> something like that, and you know. Once we get the technology to time travel, that'll be the first thing we do. Yes, right. Go back and change, just, change the Hildebrandt name. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I mean, if it was easier to spell, I think I, I'm sure it would have been. A bajillionaire by now. Well, Tim Ferriss has to say two R's and two S's. So, every you know, single he, time, yeah. Every single time. So maybe the struggle just has to be real for I you. I think so. Yeah, I always say Hildebrandt's like like Rembrandt, the, the kind of Renaissance painter. And when people give me a blank look, I'm like, ooh, okay, never mind. This wasn't going to be a fit it's, anyway. It's, Sorry. It's, it's, 
Yeah, it's a filtering mechanism. Okay. Dude, well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on and share so much. I mean, this has been really helpful as a practice for me. I've been on and off the bandwagon, but it really has been to go back and review and just see the progress, both big and small. So it's had an impact on what I've been doing and just to be able to spread it to a wider audience. And hopefully it can be really helpful for listeners. I know it will be if they just take it on and give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think one really quick thing you can do is just write down some of the things you're proud of today. Like, what are the best things that happened today? Just just today, and and like just the acts of doing that is. I mean, it, it's it's really positive. And then think of like how amazing your year could be if you kept doing this. Yeah, I love that. And that actually leads very nicely into our wrap up question for our listeners. We always like to leave with a question that they can take forth into the world. Is what is one thing that you're proud of today? You can start writing those in your weekly review or on Ryan's app daily whoop sweet I love that that's great thank you guys it's been such a pleasure thank you so much for listening to this episode of beyond the dollar if you enjoyed it please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released and if you can think of one awesome human who would connect with what we talked about today we'd love you forever if you shared this episode with them Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar.